Welcome to Love, Sex, and Relationships with the Professor and Professor T. Love. And tonight we are going to have a great topic, which is a real touchy subject for a lot of people, which is talking to your partner about your sexual needs, wants, and desires. Because a lot of times, when people decide to have sex with someone or they meet up with someone and they're like, oh, no one ever talks about it, okay? Because especially if it's a one night stand, you're just gonna do it, it's the lust that hits you. But if it's a steady ongoing relationship, it's always good to talk to your partner and express your desires and wants. But the difficulty come in how to do that and what's the most appropriate way because people, will get defensive about it they'll believe it or not take offense to it and the reason for that is usually because people have a format in their head on how to please someone sexually a lot of men believe that when they have sex with a woman they know how to touch her this and they have a pre-format i kiss her hair put lick here, suck there, and she should come. It doesn't work like that. And that is where the problem comes in. And it's a big problem. Most people be, no, that's not true. That can't be the case. That can't be the case. But it is. It, it happens quite a bit, more times than one could imagine because they are so stuck on a pre-format. I mean, I personally remember even being with someone and they were insistent on how they should please me orally. And I was like, but that doesn't work for me. I'm too sensitive, you can't do that for me. You know, because everybody thinks it's one size fit all. You know, same thing with oral on a man. Oh, this is how you do it. And that doesn't work for everybody. And you have to be receptive to it. And when I, you know, even in the midst of it, I was like, oh no, you know, this, no, no, that's too, Afterwards, they got upset. And that was the reason why this person broke up with me because they felt that I was giving them instructions for sex. Mm -hmm. As opposed to seeing it as, hey, that doesn't make me happy. Not everybody's clit is a rubber chew toy. Like, I'm sorry, like some women want it beat up or whatever, but some men don't understand that you can't approach certain parts of the body the same way all the time. And that's where he had the difficulty and he took it personal because he was like, I know how to do this and this and that. And the problem is you, you're telling me what to do, but it's my body. I don't, I don't have a body like everybody else. And you don't have the body like everybody else. If, I'm, if, if you want me to give you oral, I can't just do it any old way. You're gonna want it a certain way, but he didn't get that. And that became a major, major um, issue in the relationship. So what do you think about that? Well, I think, it's, I think it's how we're taught about, you know, really we're not taught about sex. And okay. we're not taught about... <laughs> Let's say that. Yeah, we're not. We're not taught about how to have sex. A lot of times when we started out having sex when we were younger it was by accident or we had 
accidental sex. And when I say accidental sex, a lot of times you weren't sure about how to approach things, how to kiss somebody, um, what arouses a person. Basically, you tried everything until you found out what satisfied that person. But a lot of times when you're not taught about your body and what certain parts of your body do for you um, in terms of sensation and also learning how to articulate what pleases you. A lot of times you don't know what pleases you until someone touches you in that spot. And a lot of times we don't have those conversations and there's a lot of preconceived um, notions and assumptions that, oh, if I do this to them, they're going to enjoy it. They're going to love it. And it's quite the contrary. For some people, they may not like that. And, and again, I think it's because we're not taught to, you know, to sit down and say, hey, you know, what pleases you? What turns you on? What makes you feel hot? If I touch you here, how do you feel? You know, um, I know from my experiences as, you know, learning about sex, which I didn't learn about sex. A lot of times you learned about sex by just having sex right at the spot. Okay. Um, and reading, uh, reading about other people's sexual fantasies and trying to figure out that could be me. That could be, that could not be me. You know, let's try it out. So, you know, I think sometimes when you don't know about your body and you're not taught to understand what your body does, it's difficult, you know. And then, and you know, I'm saying then um, I think we're taught, you know, um, if we're taught by our parents or somebody, you know, about sex. A lot of times we're not taught to articulate what is it that we want. Mm-hmm. So we're not. Yeah, but I also think you 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 mentioned something where you said when we read. Um, it also applies to if you watch porn. Because porn influences that too. Porn makes it seem like, hey, um, all women respond to this treatment or all men respond to this treatment in this manner. Right. You know, you know, a lot right. of the emphasis is on the woman themselves. But a lot of that's where the problem comes. They think, they watch this, they get the idea that everybody runs the same exact way and they're going to be turned on the same exact way. But not only, mm-hmm. um, another point you brought up is when we're taught by parents, but sometimes, I don't know if it's always taught because parents are not going to always know how to sit down but the importance of if you can't teach your child or you can't teach a person then get a book that will help you to understand your body and the changes that it goes through or what you even like being comfortable with it because sometimes people just are not comfortable with it they're not even comfortable with their own body coming out of the shower let alone you know, comfortable enough to say what it is they do like or don't like. And then another thing is uh, people also feel shame. A lot of times, or many times what occurs, a woman will not tell a man her deep, dark sexual desire because she doesn't want to be labeled, oh, well, she's a slut 
you know, she's had a lot of partners because some men could be judgmental. Some, some people can be judgmental on someone if they like something or if they want something a certain way or as many times or whatever. So there's a lot of judgment on it because people um, and what, what history has done to a lot of people or religion has sexually repressed people. So no one is comfortable with anything. They don't want to talk about it. Okay, people do it behind closed doors, they hide it, but when it comes to like they're talking to their husband or their wife, they they won't they won't share that information because then that's where the shame and guilt comes in. Oh, you you want anal sex? You 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 want a blowjob? Oh my god, you're you're a slut, you're a hoe, you know, whatever it is. They're they're ashamed into to it more, so they don't want to talk about it. And that's where the problems will come in in a relationship because one partner wants something sexually and they're not receiving it. You know, right. then people try to wonder why, well, why did we, why did you cheat on me? Well, you know, I wanted hand jobs, I wanted whatever, or you didn't pay enough attention or you didn't wear lingerie. Because a lot of times people just want to, hey, I just want to be me, I don't want to do any work. You know, it, it shouldn't be a chore, like, you know just take me as it come or you know they don't have much participation in it so that's where it, it becomes difficult but in the event that you get past all those issues and you and your partner are able to communicate it's still always best to start slow with the conversation like take it time don't don't just uh this is the way you move and i don't like the way you smell it take it easy and try to tackle one issue at a time, you know, or, you know, bring up the conversation when you're watching movies. Because a lot of movies have a lot of sexual content in it anyway. That could help open the door to the conversation of, oh, I like that. That looks interesting or whatever, whatever you choose to do. But it's important to express that so that you and your partner will have a more of a fulfilling sex life. What's the point? <laughs> what well, do you think? Well, I think a nice way to introduce. Wow, that's a lot of feedback. <laughs> Wait a minute. I think a nice way to introduce, um, you know, uh, finding out what someone likes. Play a card game. They have like these mm-hmm. um, sex um, card games that are really fun. Mm-hmm. And you basically mm-hmm. find out what a person likes, you know, and you can have fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um, my ex-girlfriend did that with me. That's how she kind of got to know me, which I liked. She found a game mm-hmm. and we played cards and we discussed it, whether that's something mm-hmm. we liked or we didn't like. And that was a good, slow way to find out what is interesting to each other, you know? So you can introduce that in a nice way by having fun. Um, I think um, you might have that on your website or something. We could play fun uh, sex card games Mm -hmm. or something like that. But I think what you said is right. You should take it slow. Um, Because I think 
sometimes sex is is a sensitive thing and it's a sensitive area and a sensitive subject and i don't think you need to be forceful because you have to remember a lot of us have had sexual experience sexual experiences that were forceful and not necessarily what we wanted or desired because we didn't know what we wanted or desired and if you were sexually abused that also plays into people being kind of a little reserved about stuff um, because how they were introduced to sex a lot of us were not introduced to sex in the way we we think we should have been and and I agree with that um and it can bring up a lot of emotions for people but um I think when you talk about sex I think you should have a grown-up mature conversation especially when you're adults because we do assume that we think this person is gonna like our way like I could be a master at oral sex you know and I'm the best at it but that might not be true for the person that I'm dealing with you know what I'm saying so we have to be very careful mm-hmm. with um, acting like you know oh yeah I'm the boss in this area and I'm good at this and you know I know how to put it on them you know you might put it on somebody and they love it but if you put it on somebody else they might not like it so I think you have to be easy you gotta be slow and find out you know there's a way you can find out without being um, aggressive about it or um, cocky or arrogant because I find especially in the black community we're very cocky when it comes to sex we're arrogant with that and I don't know I don't know if that's what we feel that's all we can bring to the table and this is what we can take pride in I don't know but um you know a lot of us think if one girl or one woman liked it that way they all gonna like it that way and I don't agree with that well yeah that's um I was I agree with that I agree with your what you're saying um totally uh that is the problem a lot of times and I think that's because you know there's always that false notion that if a person is screaming that means they're um they're enjoying it I mean just like a like a porno like the woman could be screaming her head ah, 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 and you know and the guy's like yeah and, and, and men will think yeah that's if you make them scream like that that means they're enjoying it like right. or yeah right. you know if you're rough with her and you know that that means she's enjoying it not understanding that those are actors and actors those are actors and even those actors when they have sex with each other they have to follow the rule of the person they're having sex with the guys are brief like some of those those women in porn stuff they i mean in a porn they're like no you gotta cut your nails you gotta do this because yeah. i want to enjoy this but people don't see that part. People right. just think it's, oh, it's just the way it is. We, we talk about it or they just do it and she's going to love it and he's going to love it and, and that's it. And it, it's not the case. Mm-hmm. So there's that fear. And, but it, and it's also sometimes it's that ego. Sometimes with with men because they, they could have had a thousand women who, who said that, that they enjoyed it. And some men got to realize women are actresses. Like they're good. 
you know, they may not tell you that they're not happy with it. And that is the problem half the time. They may not tell you, you you know, you think you're doing a great job and they've given you a false sense of hope and you fall victim to that. And, and it can be the same thing with a man telling a woman that, you know, not all men are gonna be so bold to say to a woman, hey, I don't like the way you were riding me. I don't like the way you did this. I don't like the way you did that. You should do this better or try this or whatever, you know? And that's why it's important, even when you do get to a level where you can speak more openly about it, that you watch your tone on how you say it. Right. And you're right. One of the points you brought up was the sexual dysfunction. Now, anyone, even before you engage in any form of sexual activity, if you know that you've experienced that or gone through something as traumatic as that, you know, maybe you should consider seeking therapy for yourself because not only will that experience affect your sex life, it'll just affect all other regular intimate forms of relationships with your partner. A regular problem you'll have because you have trouble of ha- learning how to have a sense of closeness. Right. A, a sense of sharing. Right. And that's that's what this really comes to. Sharing and closeness. You know, each, each gender has their own objective and goal when it comes to sex. So that's why a lot of times we don't want nobody to tell us about sex. We don't want anybody to tell us we're not good at it or we're doing something wrong. You're touching me here wrong. You're looking here wrong. You know, we don't want anybody to do that because we in our mind feel like, look, I know what I'm doing. I know how to make someone happy. It's that and the other thing. And they're going to enjoy it. And, and that that's it. Like, And there's nothing else I should do. Right. Uh, sex does open up right. a lot of doors when it comes to past history, past traumas, and uh, addressing them. Also, religion. Religion is a, a killer too. Religion causes a major problem, you know, because it doesn't allow people to be expressive. You know, people will read certain verses from the Bible and say see in the bible it says don't do this see in the bible it says don't do that and but remember everything can be open to interpretation and because of that let's say someone one likes or or whatever and they find a verse that reflects that you shouldn't do that then they're not going to do it and even culture culture is another one so what do you think about this well to take it one step further some cultures don't like mm-hmm. um like they think women are not supposed to feel pleasure especially mm-hmm. um i think there's some um african cultures where mm-hmm. they cut the woman's um clitoris okay she's only supposed to have babies but she's not supposed to um enjoy sex and I saw a movie about that. It was very good. It was in English subtitles. Um, it's with an M. I forgot the name of it, but it was very good. And I understood it because there was this lady in the tribe, um, African tribe. I think it was um, not Maasai. It was a Muslim um, 
culture but it was in africa and what this lady did she went through that you know the elders in the community the women had this thing that when you turn nine they cut your clitoris and what this lady did was she wanted to prevent other girls going through that and she almost damn near got ostracized by her community for doing that for protecting that nine-year-old girl but she was able to convince her husband um because her husband had she was like the first wife and he had another wife because some cultures allow you to have uh, more than one wife and she was able to convince one of the elders uh, of the community not to go forward with that because first of all the instruments they were using were dangerous and they were not sanitized okay but even mm-hmm. if they were she felt it's not right to take away a woman's right to have pleasure and at such an early age like you're condemning her and you feel you mm-hmm. have the power to control how a woman feels and I thought that was deep mm-hmm. okay because some mm-hmm. cultures and even even the United States they feel the pleasure mm-hmm. is only for the man it's not for the woman and some people have mm-hmm. grown up in those type of households where sex was a dirty word and only the man spoke about sex you didn't speak about sex you were just the receiver of sex or you would have you're the one that had the babies but you couldn't enjoy it mm-hmm. like the man could enjoy it you know and a lot of us <clears throat> believe it or not um our ancestors were um indoctrinated that way and mm-hmm. you know again when we came over here as slaves um it got worse <laughs> actually i don't know what mm-hmm. we believed in africa in terms of sexuality and i'm sure there's books about human sexuality from africa i'm sure there is and i'm not trying to say that mm-hmm. africans didn't have um a notion or an understanding of the, of sexual behavior but i know when we came to mm-hmm. america we got re- black people got repressed sexually we did well yeah because um the problem a lot of the problems were when we came over as slaves we you know we went from our homeland dressed carrying ourselves in a certain manner and now we're forced to cover up right. we're forced to remove our hair right. we're forced to you know um you know cover our bodies with with such elaborate clothing because um as a as not not that everybody knows the corset was created to help white women appear to have bigger butts because because when we came over here you know our physique was different so the the men the slave trader the slave owners were attracted to that so that caused a lot of issues that white women have with black women and even to this day you know that's why you have so many people getting um injections you know not just you know butt injections uh breast injections hip injections to have a certain figure that is associated with um people of melanin descent body mostly you know which is the hourglass shape 
Right. So, you know, that's where a lot of it comes from. This, um, you know, this female castration or female genitalia mutation is what it's called, FGM. You know, it occurs in, um, it's still it's still going on, okay? And it occurs in, it is practiced in 30 countries in Africa, the Middle East, and Asia. But Egypt, Ethiopia, Nigeria, and Sudan account for 42% of the cases. So, like I said, it's still going on. And I, I remember that when they did talk about female um, genitalia mutation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, genital mutilation. Sorry. Sorry. My um, a lot of it had to do, it was even more intense than just cutting the clitoris it was cutting the clitoris but it was also um sewing together the the vaginal lips so that there was a tear so that they would be torn when the man would enter because if the woman did not bleed then she wasn't a virgin mm-hmm. you understand what i mean so th- this was proof to to prove that she was a virgin so it was in some cases two two forms of it, and it was it was pretty intense, caused a lot of problems, a lot of medical problems, um, and you know, it, like I said, it's still going on because a lot of countries, um, the men believe that if if the woman does not bleed when he enters, he penetrates her, and she's not a virgin, and you know they don't want to have nothing to do with her. Yeah. So that that's where. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. She's basically castigated, meaning she's right. ostracized, um, and mm-hmm. she's looked at as being loose, just because she didn't bleed, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, and and like I said, um, still being practiced, but again, it mm-hmm. goes back to controlling how you're supposed to feel what you are supposed to encounter during sex and it really takes away a woman's right to feel and to express what she wants because somehow we've learned that a woman is not to express what she wants period whether it's sex whether it's um her condition um, her intelligence is just something that's not respected. Um, well, um, what I wanted to, I want to piggyback off what you're saying. It's, it's not just what she, she's not allowed to feel, but a lot in, in those countries that I mentioned, women don't have value. Like I know for a fact in, um, one of the Middle Eastern com- countries, um, women just some women they passed the law where women just began having the same rights as animals meaning they were on a level of animals because they in in the middle east they see women as so stupid that you know they were below animals that that's why a lot of men when they come to this country they are shocked at the freedom that American women have because American women have the most rights and freedom to feel, to do whatever they want to do. But in these countries, 
that women are suppressed or I mean oppressed and they're not and that's why they don't worry about how they feel they worry about you know the man's feeling is the concern because he's the breadwinner he's ruling the house so that's where a lot of that comes from it comes from putting women on the same level they may be seen as less than um less than animals that's why no one cares about what they're thinking what they're feeling what they want and so forth and so on and and that would be a growing problem so just the mere fact that a woman would say she has a sexual fantasy that she would like to fulfill she she would not be able to do it in another country it it would be seen as obscene you know and it's even it's it's like that sometimes well certain things are like that in the caribbean islands um you know I'm big on Jamaican culture. Jamaican culture is not big on oral sex. Like not in 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 from what I'm told that in Jamaica that is like you know that's not really as prominent to do. So they're not into that it stems from religion and so forth and so on. So certain sexual acts are even denied. In Sudan I know certain things are denied. Same thing, oral sex is not is not allowed or expected in other countries. So that's why when they come to America, if they get the chance to do it or experience it, then that's a that's a great thing. So a lot of that that's why I said everything comes back to culture, it comes back to experience, but you know, those are the two major things. The status level of the gender in that country really plays a major role in whether they can enjoy or indulge in certain sexual experiences. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Scary, yeah. right? <laughs> can you imagine? Well, that's serious because wow. you know, we're talking about other countries, but you have repression mm-hmm. here in the United States. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. as much as we think United States discusses sex, we don't. Because that's, you, you know, look at your present admin, administration. You know, mm-hmm. When, when, mm-hmm. who are the ones that are talking the most? Like they, they're braggadocio. Trump, you know, you don't hear from his mm-hmm. wife. You know, she's, she's better to see. He's from that era. A woman is better seen than heard. And there was mm-hmm. an article that talked about why Trump says what he says, because he comes from an era where he saw that the woman had her place, but not front place. Okay. And when he talks about make America great again, the article says that his belief system is, is comes from the 1950s. Where the woman was the housewife, she took care of the house, she didn't complain, she accepted what the man brought, whether that, whether it's uh, what he brought in the house sexually, <laughs> she didn't question it. And that's why you got this resurgence of people that want to bring that back. Um, and they feel that that was the era where women were seen and not heard okay you didn't deal they with knew their place <laughs> right they knew their place exactly you know 
And Mm -hmm. believe it or not, not only some white men feel that way, some black men too. And, Mm -hmm. and, um, some of our culture, you know, in terms of uh, the role that they saw the woman, you know, um, some didn't see their women as equal. They might have took care of the house, took care of the household, but as far as articulating what she wants sexually, that wasn't on the table. It's not on the table because he is the economic power. Whoever pays controls. So if she's not paying any bills, then she doesn't have rights to say. So that's why the era of the 1950s, you know, Trump would want that. And nowadays people want that back. Men may want that back presently, but men have to realize, or people who want that era back have to realize someone pays for her to stay home. She's not going to work, working two jobs, coming back home, taking care of the kids, cleaning the house, and then servicing you. She it's impossible for her to do that mm-hmm. because taking care of the household is the is the main thing. So that's that's a problem in itself when people want that a certain era or they want certain things a certain way, but they don't realize what is necessary that to happen. If if that is an agreement between the two parties, and you know, the people may. You know, they're like, oh, I want it this way. I want it. But they don't understand. Well, you got to get out and work. You know, you have to make uh, enough money to support our lifestyle. Right. So you're right. The woman's um, opinion isn't, uh, you know, this current administration is saying that woman should know her place. And that's why they're fixing things or, or they've changed things so that the woman will make less. Or, you know, and she has to rely on a man because what they're finding now, this is more um, with Caucasians, what they're finding now is women, Caucasian women are making money but and they're getting an education and they're advancing, but they're choosing not to have babies because the white population is not growing. It's not advancing. So that they're trying to push that agenda because the theory is or the concept is the world is going to become more brown by I think 2025. Wow. So that's like four years away. Yeah, because white women are not having white babies. In some cases, they're not having babies at all. They're opting out of relationships. And a lot of it is because um, the whole concept, the whole idea is they're not getting to express themselves. They're not seeing any value. So when they either choose not to have children, they um, go with someone outside their race or, or they come out with their true sexuality, meaning they did not want to be heterosexual, but they finally came out and said that they're a lesbian. Then, that you know, this is a problem because if you have two women, 
you can't produce a baby unless you add a different mix. Like you either go to a sperm bank or something like that. So this is what they're in fear of. This is why the current administration is saying that because they're like, you know, um, we're not going to be here anymore. Even, even with Bill Gates, he doesn't say it directly, but he says it. The de his whole depopulation program is really based on helping Europe because he's like, if we depopulate Africa, Right. And we'll save Europe. Okay, what is depopulation having to do with us? Why why are we saving you? Because that's a good but point. This will that's help a, the whole process. That's a good point. Yeah. Because with, they with said two totally different areas. Yeah. But mm -hmm. <laughs> they were saying that in um Italy, Italy's population mm -hmm. is low. And what they've been doing, mm -hmm. they have been um having immigrants come in to fill up the population mm -hmm. of Italy. So there's quite a few European countries that their populations mm -hmm. are decreasing. And mm -hmm. um, I'm understanding what you're saying because that depopulation is not directed to, wh to white countries or Caucasian or Caucasoid or whatever you want to say. They're mostly <laughs> directed towards Asian... Oh, Caucas it's caucasoid mm -hmm. caucasoid now let's, mm -hmm. let's get with it that's the scientific term now i know caucasus <laughs> right the caucasus mountains right in russia right so mm -hmm. a lot of the um these countries are being are the population is going down so they're targeting places like india because let's face it, India has a lot of damn people, right? A lot of people, <laughs> right? Okay, yes, they do. yeah, they do. They, to me, to me, India. <laughs> you look at it on the map, <laughs> but that place is spilling over, right? And then mm -hmm. you have China. China got what a billion people? Who has a mm -hmm. billion people? United States don't even have a billion people. We have like mm -hmm. two hundred and. <laughs> Uh, I think 75 million people in the United States. We don't have a billion people. Now you can imagine. And remember, right, but remember also China put in that um, law like it's one child per family. I think and you they, still got a billion people. Well, they. I think they allowed them to have at least two kids now. But what I'm saying yeah. that the programs that Bill Gates be talking about, and I can see why people are skeptical um, about him because I don't see him doing depopulation in Europe, England, right. Ireland, France, you know what I'm saying? Right. Austria, Germany. Okay, mm -hmm. I could go on and on. Spain, Portugal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's mostly targeting places like Africa, India, China, right? And I'm like, I, I, I'm, I'm questionable about that because. You know, um, somebody had posted up on Facebook that the coronavirus um, gets into the male sperm. Yeah, I just saw that one. Mm -hmm. And I said, "Woo, that's crazy. Because if that's true, that's bad. Because that means that that virus never leaves your system. That's dangerous. Mm -hmm. And I can see how that can cause the annihilation of a population because if a man's sperm is infected by the coronavirus what kind of kids is he gonna have mm -hmm. 
right? He's so, not. He's not. That's no. The idea is he's not. And I worry because a lot of people of color have gotten this disease or whatever you want to call it, this virus. And they only talk about, when they talk about the coronavirus, they're always talking about the breathing. But there was a sister that I met um, at one of my organizational meetings um, um, for masculine-centered women. And she is a first responder. She works in a hospital, I think in Mm -hmm. Long Island. And she said, don't believe the hype. Everybody focuses on breathing, but the coronavirus does damage to all the organs in the body to the point that you may just develop a chronic illness because you had it and that you would, once you get over it, you will still have to be constantly monitored. So that tells me that this, this uh, coronavirus is not a flu. She said, don't get caught up with the word flu. Because she said, some people are getting heart disease from it. Some people are getting strokes from it. Now we're hearing about the sperm. What the hell is this? So if the mm-hmm. so if the depopulation program is going on, it's already in effect. And it's through this mm-hmm. virus. You know well, what I'm absolutely. saying? Absolutely. It's, it's through this virus. And it's also, you know, like I said, there's it's a hidden agenda because you gotta look at it nothing in nature does something like this meaning that this was around before and they had to put out another strain and what was the reason for it because now like you're saying now it's um mutated it's morphed into something different Mm -hmm. then you have to ask yourself why like i said he's so quick with this vaccination so because you know they are trying to study that there are a lot of people who catch it, survive it, and they're okay. But they, because they're like, I, we want to get the antibodies from them. I'm like, okay, no problem. You want to get the antibodies from them, but you, they don't still know what the effect is. And I think in their mind, this backfires because, like I said, they want to do a depopulation. But who got hit the hardest? Like you said, Italy already had a low population, low white population. Yes. Now this is add to the decrease in that. So if you get immigrants, you're going to get immigrants from, you know, Africa. That's where they come from. from <laughs> exactly. So now Italy won't look white anymore. They're going to look brown to dark skin. And that's what they don't want. You know, that's what they don't want to see. That's what I'm saying. This, if this virus is more than what it is, meaning that this is not totally a natural virus. It may have started out natural, but for it to cause such havoc and such, and like I said, it's backfired and it, it's causing a lot of, just like you say, uh, a large population of, of Blacks and minorities are getting it, but a very large population of white people have gotten it first, and they're too—they're affected. That's why they're scared. Trust me, that's why this is a major thing. This is why we have schools and everything shut down because white people are affected. Because when AIDS came out and other diseases came out that affected certain communities, we didn't shut down stuff to get people to stop. That's we true. didn't. We didn't. You didn't see closing. Like when AIDS came out, that was a very powerful thing. 
why didn't you shut down some of the clubs where they're saying people are having sex or or the bathhouses or whatever or or barbershops or, or whatever we didn't do that that's to true isolate it and control it we didn't do it and we're still not doing it are we we're not right it's not even a topic of conversation anymore well you're right okay it does have similarities <laughs> to um when aids first came out because when aids came out it, it attacked the white gay community it really did community. And, it, and it hit them very hard and it was only only because the gay community white gay community fought back especially the men they fought back and they wanted to take their lives back and they did um, they had to take control of their own situation and that's what pushed the government to come up with drugs and also to basically come up with funding because when they started seeing that AIDS was hitting young children I mean even though it was affecting the black community the white gay community were the ones that were very vocal about it and they took it by the bullhorns and I think um, we have as black people we have something to learn from that that if we're going to recover from this we have to take this and own this in terms of our health because one thing I will say about the white gay community um, especially the men at that time they owned it they took control they protested and they were in government officials face when necessary and they didn't take no shorts from it okay um, and I think going forward even though this is getting off topic I feel the with us as black people, we're going to have to do the same thing. We're going to have to, like, the gay community, the white gay men had to act up. We're going to have to act up. And I'm and we're overdue with acting up because it's bad enough that we don't have uh, a place where we can go in terms of um, to get good care, whether you're gay or you're straight. We, you know, there are networks that are developed so that we can go um where we can talk to a doctor or go, go to a gynecologist or get a mammogram or whatever. But on the whole, the black community as a whole, we do not have the health care that we deserve, which includes mm -hmm. sexual health, because mm -hmm. a lot of times the way you got your sexual health treatment was because you had got gonorrhea, syphilis, or you had gotten chlamydia and you had to go get mm -hmm. a damn shot. Or take a pill. Mm -hmm. That was the mm -hmm. only encounter when it came to sexual health. And I think since we're in the 2020s now, well, we're in the millennium. Let me just say that because we're 20 years in the millennium. Mm -hmm. We're not there. We're, we're only mm -hmm. now just addressing mental health in the black community. Finally. Okay. Because I think enough of us have seen that you know what we need to go to talk to a shrink sometimes or talk to somebody or talk to our clergy who are trained in dealing with mental health or know of resources so the next thing is we're behind because we need to start not only having the mental health let's have the sexual health because again a lot of us don't know sexually who we are we still don't know. And even though we're heterosexual or gay, 
you still need to have a conversation with someone to discuss good sexual health. Whether that and and, that, and good sexual health means physically and and also erogenously, right? And also mentally, because sex is a is a head game. Also, it's not just the physical; it's a head game, and the head game the head game controls how you perform physically. Okay, mm-hmm. it does. Sexual health is all round health. Okay, meaning taking care of your body parts, taking care of your mind, understanding who you are, your identity. Okay, because I think we trivialize identity. Identity is big because if you don't know who you are, how do you know how you function? Right? That's true. How do you know how you you function? I um I just think um it sometimes there's a confusion in that. Everything gets confused on that identity, sexuality, those two concepts can be confusing if not explained right and like I said we don't get into those details. Um even in school like um teaching people about sex hygiene and stuff like that certain things were removed from school to help kids understand or prepare them more prepare them more for the future and how to interact so those those things do play a role um but like i was saying i just feel that when it affects a certain community people stand up and i'm not trying to downplay corona and everything or covid-19 i'm not downplaying it but what i'm saying is it's because the white population is affected and now we all have to stay home we have funding you know but when there was other illnesses affecting other places they didn't shut the whole place down to eliminate those illnesses no or diseases or whatever like you know now right. you know you go to certain parts of even in New York City you got certain parts of of the metropolitan area that have higher much higher diabetes rate hypertension you know um cancer what's another popular one but but generally you get my point of what i'm saying no one is stopping everything to figure out why do they have oh asthma why I think it's the Bronx that has one of the highest asthma and um yeah and yeah, hypertension Bronx, and yeah. also and the diabetes Bronx, the Bronx also mm-hmm. has the one of the highest levels of corona cases in the five boroughs so that's why I'm saying a lot of these things you you question but you do have to focus and take take heed to it. Right. So even even Manhattan, right. I know parts of Manhattan have it too. So you got to wonder what's really going on with it because this is pretty intense for us to basically be quarantined in the house. Businesses are literally shut down now. In fact, you know, um some businesses mm-hmm. are going out of business. Yeah. They're going out of business. And big companies too are going out of business. So Yeah. You know, to me, the revolution, it's like they said, the revolution will not be televised. What's going on with us 
is this is the revolution meaning right. that this is the time where we have to seize and take back our health take back our identity meaning be more pronounced and be more willing to de- be defined meaning identify and not be scared to identify with who you are because i think to me the coronavirus is also our wake-up call it's letting us know we all knew for years that the government does not care about african americans they don't care about their income they don't care about whether they live or die they don't care about our sexual health they don't care if we run businesses so if that's telling you that then we are the ones that have to take it back and that's where the revolution is because if white people see that we're taking care of ourselves or we're taking things back you know there's going to be some tension with that because really they don't want us to they want us when i say not all whites i'm talking about this system of white supremacy see nobody wants to talk about white supremacy white supremacy is dictating our lives instead of us putting our putting them under our foot under our heel and and stepping on it you understand what i'm saying and when we take that back then we we'll, we will take back our sexual health we'll take back our mental health and we'll take back our physical health and also take back what's ours economically you know what i'm saying this thing is the state is is not only i'm not saying white people are not affected because they've been they've been destabilized especially the poor ones but what i'm saying this um coronavirus is destabilizing us to the point that how long is it going to take for us to wake up and say what the hell is going on here why every time i turn somebody in my culture in my race is dying why mm-hmm. You're right about that. You're you're right about that. Um, white supremacy does um, play a major role in a lot of things. And like I said, the big pan the big panic right now is white women are not having white babies. Right. They're having black babies. They have Chinese babies. They have Indian babies. They have Spanish babies. They're not they're not having a white baby. You know, and that's and that's to me another reason why you're seeing people slowly removing their hood and you're seeing their racism you you see their hatred towards a, a race and a color because their women are having happening and they don't know what to do and you know this is why bill you know bill gates is coming in to be the grim reaper and depopulate you know because because of these reasons so but we we came all the way to the left on this. Yes. But, <laughs> but again, it all, it all it's all it's relative. It's relative. Of uh, um, it's very relative, but I still say as far as your sexuality and you knowing you, I feel sometimes your sexuality and what you want in sex does have a lot to do with who you are. If you understand what you want who you are and what you want then I'm hoping that you can articulate what you want sexually yes 
it is important to be able to that talk to your partner express to your partner but it's also important for your partner to be receptive to your wants and your needs right you know which you know communication is a two-way street and like i was saying or how i started this off was my own personal experience where the person got mad at me because i i didn't like something a certain way it wasn't that i didn't like them or that everything else was horrible you know but they felt i'm correcting them during sex and i'm like there is no correction because this is not a standardized test. Like, what are you talking about? Hello? <laughs> like, if it's a standardized test, like, you know, it's not like taking a GED or SAT or the GMAT. Like, it's not. I'm not a standardized test. There is no standard format for this body. You know, everybody is different, just like for him. He's not a standardized test. So how can you, you know, how can you say that? But this is the problem and this is like i said this this is this will be this will be a cultural thing this will be a cultural issue and it becomes a relationship issue this is the reason why people you know this is the reason why people um break up this right. is why you right. know people cheat or you know find a reason to dislike someone or to hate someone it you know because this person said, hey, I don't like this done this way. I just want it done another way. Not not respecting that this person has rights or feelings. Or it, how would they feel if it was them who was being told what to enjoy sexually, what to, to be involved? They wouldn't, they wouldn't see it that way. They would sit up there and they would get mad at everybody for what's going on. So... You know, it is about mutual respect. It is about an understanding, you know, no matter what level the relationship is on. You know, if it's a one night stand, you know what that's all about. You you drunk, hot, horny, lonely, whatever the reason is. So, hey, you getting a quick nut and it doesn't, you know, it's not like you're going to come back for seconds. You know, maybe you do, maybe you don't. But in essence, that's not what it is. But if it, this is a continual relationship, you know, on whatever level, meaning you're the side chick, you're the fuck boy, you're the main guy, you're the boyfriend, you're the girlfriend, you're the boo, you're the wife, you're the husband, you're the lover. You and you want to maintain a good, enjoyable sex life with this person. Then it's it. Don't take it personal if they say, "Well, you know, could you go to the left?" No, I don't like this. I mean, it's the same thing with food. If you go to a restaurant and you ask for a cheeseburger, but they give you a hot dog, what are you going to say? Oh, it's okay. No, you, you're going to send it back. You'll be like, I don't want that. I want a damn cheeseburger. They'll be like, no, you're getting this hot dog and you're going to love it. <laughs> so it's the same thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's true. You know, and we, I mean, it, it, it's, it's honest. Like, don't take that personal if someone, or you know, or maybe someone wants a little bit of ketchup, or maybe it's what someone wants mayonnaise and all that food. It doesn't mean that they're less of a person or you're less of a person. This is how they like one particular thing done. Doesn't mean they don't love everything else you're doing. You could be doing everything great, and they just want you to slightly go to left, right, you go to right. You're not correcting them because you're not a standardized test. I want to repeat this. You're not a standardized test. Yes, you Bodies have to repeat that. <laughs> yes, I have to repeat that repeatedly. That's why it's the same thing with sex products. 
if everybody was the same, there would probably be only five sex toys on the market. That's but true. there are not. Okay? The sex industry makes up at least at least a million different products. It's probably a total of a billion from when they started to present. Some they got rid of because it didn't sell or whatever, but that's what it was. And people need to understand it is not personal. You know, you just have to deliver it properly. Just try to take your time. Don't do it in a crowded in a crowded place or at dinner with the kids or on the phone with your in-laws or in front of your girlfriends or talk to your boys. Don't have that conversation. When it's just the two of you and you're chilling or you're about to get into it or you, you watch a show, like you said, get some cards. We got some on my website www.pearlsofblack.com we got toys we got games we got game card games and it can help you or hell even email me directly at talk to the professor at gmail.com and I'll answer your damn question I'll give you some ideas and tips so that you can communicate with your partner and have a much more enjoyable sex life with them and, or also exploration of your own body. What do you like? That's right. When you touch yourself. You know, some people don't want to touch. Nobody wants to talk about masturbation. No, a lot of I people don't, don't want to talk about but... that. But um, I think it's important that you learn about your body. Mm-hmm. There are many people, even in their grown self, they still have mm-hmm. not learned their body. And what pleasures them because nobody ever asked them sometimes mm-hmm. nobody ever asked you and when someone asks you sometimes you're taken back meaning that mm-hmm. you're, you're flabbergasted a little bit because you're like wow nobody ever ever mm-hmm. asked me that you know and you'd be surprised mm-hmm. um and it doesn't matter what age you are because sex is not just for the young it's for the, it's for older folks too, middle age and elderly. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes people don't really, some people don't fully experience a, um, a, a sexual experience until they got older. You know what I'm saying? Meaning a, a sexual experience that was pleasurable to them. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, those of you that are listening to this show, don't give up hope. Because it's never too late, okay? It's just about being with the right person that's sensitive to your needs and Mm -hmm. sensitive to your desires. And I believe in that. And um, the reason why I brought that up is because I was watching this Netflix series um, called Hollywood. Queen Latifah is in it. She plays Hattie uh, Hattie McDaniels. And it's about... Hollywood in the early days you know the the 40s and what it took to be successful as an actor or actress and there was one scene that I thought was was great one of the screenplay um, not screenplay writers but one of the producers at one of the studios he finally found a person that understand what his needs were and this man was about, I would say about 50-something years old. 
maybe close to 60, he finally found mm-hmm. a gay partner because he, he was a closeted gay man. But he finally found someone mm-hmm. that loved him and understood him that he was able to open up sexually to that person. You understand? So a lot of times mm-hmm. we have not been with the right people to open up sexually to. That's another thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. when that person taps into you, that's it. That's all she wrote. So it's mm-hmm. also about finding a person or being with a person that knows how to tap into you in a, in a gentle, sensitive, but caring and can be very exciting. What you think? I think so, and I think that's it's a, you can find that person when they want to be there, when right. they truly want to be there, not be there just to be there or be there with an agenda. Because see, sometimes people will love you with an agenda. You know, you have a little piece of paper, you know, a little chain, a little pocket, and all they got is lint balls, so they want your little little chain you got. <laughs> so you know, they're there, they do a little shopping, shopping to help you out, you know, get you off. And then they think that they should have your whole fortune. Yeah. You know, so really being with someone that wants to be with you for you and understand that and wants right. to please you and you want to please them. I mean, that's the ideal situation and that's what we should all work for so that we can have a better sex life. And guess what? More sex and great sex makes you look younger. Yes. You lose. Listen. <laughs> it does. It does. It does make you look younger. <laughs> you know, it makes you feel alive. And it's important, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's important for mm-hmm. your hormones too, you know, but yeah. um, we have to get past that point where we don't make it so dirty. You know, people can make sex, sex dirty and they make sex dirty. When I say dirty, meaning degrading, okay, when they devalue it when it's a gift sex is a gift i think god gave us the gift of sex he did but it's what we do with sex that degrades it you know what i'm saying we debase it and we don't respect it as a gift and that's why you have all these crazy kind of sexual relationships and um sexual dysfunctions and disorders because it got corrupted sex got corrupted you know what i'm saying so you know like i said it's a gift sex is a gift but it has to be done in a way that is respectful is kind is gentle you know um and it's enjoyable because i find a a a good majority of sex is not enjoyable in this country it's not because it's taken by duress, by force, and it's diminished. It's not seen as a gift. It's a tool. And people use it as a tool on each other. So that diminishes what what it's intended to do. It's a gift. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. You know, um, it's a gift because of the pleasure it gives and if 
the goal is to have a baby at the the fun on the way of making that baby in between. So that's why that's so important to. That's um, right. Yes, if you want to procreate. That's right. You know. Right. You know, it's nice to practice. True. <laughs> I don't see. I don't see why Practice that's a problem. Perfect. <laughs> Listen, I don't either. But you never know. Right. I can't talk for everybody. No, you can't talk for everybody. But you know, I no, think it's sex is enjoyable can't. when you, it's with a person you want to have sex with. That's when it's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's a, even even better as you get older, honey. I think so. Perfect. Because um, I think women, we're at our peak. When we're older, we want more. <laughs> I don't know why that is, but we do want more, and we want to enjoy it. We don't want to, you know, we want to enjoy it. I'm at that age. I want to enjoy it. every piece of it. You know what I'm saying? Because you know why? Life is short. <laughs> you know, and you want to enjoy well, your life. Well, also too, we, we yeah, no, but we enjoy it more because we pass some of those. We even know how to deal with our feminine issues. Yeah, but we passed it. Like That's a true. lot of us ain't have a menopause too, so you can swing from the chandeliers and get, get freaky all you want to and not get Listen. pregnant. Don't even have to but worry you about, know what? about it. You're right about that. But I find that <laughs> some of us, uh, as black women, as we get older, we think we're done. You know, and I've met some women like that that they think they're done. And you're not done. You're only done if mentally you think you're done. You know? And um, I don't think you should rule it out just because you're middle age and you're older. Like I said, you just haven't found the one that you want to have a, a great encounter with. You know? A good encounter with. So, I don't, you know, to me, this is the age where we should be enjoying it. Being safe. But enjoying it. Absolutely, absolutely. So I could could add on. Yeah, go ahead. What? Go ahead. I was gonna say quickly. I could add on another piece, but that would take this into at least another half an hour, and I'm not gonna do that. But as you were about to say, because we're about we're wrapping this up. Yes. So, Professor, tell everybody yes. how they can reach you. And you can some of the services that you provide and you offer to your your okay. listening audience. Well, one of yes, well, one of them is you can go to my website, which is www.pearlsofblack.com. You can catch me on Instagram at pobprofessor. Also, you can email me at talktotheprofessor at gmail.com. You can also email me at pearlsofblack at gmail.com I am on Facebook um, as the professor but also Pearls of Black as well as my real name Valerie um, you can catch me let's see where else oh god there's so many different places um, and you can listen to this lovely broadcast repeatedly that would help too yeah <laughs> and um, yeah. yes 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 those are all the ones that I can think of right now, but those okay. are the many ways you can um, okay. catch me. And, um, you know, we can have a conversation. You can email me. I can answer your questions. And um, that's it right now. Well, you can catch this show, Love, Sex, and Relationships, 
on Live 365 on my radio network called A Bowl of Soul, a mixed stew of soul music. You can catch this broadcast at 7 in the morning at 1 p.m. in the afternoon, at 5 p.m. and at 10 p.m. Monday through Thursday. Okay, so you can definitely catch up with this show and listen to Love, Sex, and Relationships. Also, you can catch up with me, Professor T. Love, by listening to me here on uh, A Bowl of Soul, a mixed stew of soul music. You can hear me on www.prn.fm at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fridays. Also, you can go to my podcast site, www.aboleofsoul.com. Make sure you like my Facebook page, A Bowl of Soul, a mixed stew of soul music. You can hit me up at Gmail at aboleofsoul at gmail.com. And you can also follow me on Twitter. Just look for A Bowl of Soul. And also, I am on Instagram. Just look for Professor P-R-O-F. T love you can catch me right there on Instagram baby and just listen to some classic soul and new R&B so professor we had a great show yes. tonight and yes thank you for joining us yes and looking forward to doing another podcast next week make sure you catch love sex and relationships again at 7am Monday through Thursday 7am 1 p.m., 5 p.m., PM. and 10 p.m. at night. This is an international, U.S. domestic, international, worldwide podcast. So definitely check it out. Because people in Germany, they listen. (laughs) They've been listening. So I'm giving my big ups to Germany, y'all. Germany! (laughs) (laughs) Make sure y'all hit up the professor at pearlsofblack.com. Get those toys, baby. So, we're going to wrap up. Yes, honey, we all need some toys. (laughs) Yes, wrap it up. Right. So, we're going to leave you. We hope that you have a great and fabulous weekend. And you're listening to Love, Sex, and Relationships. Have a pleasant day and night. All right, everybody. Good night. Good night.